The following program is being brought to you on the 7th Wave Network. For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit 7thWaveNetwork.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. Have you ever stopped to think that the best and worst place to live is in your mind? Think about it. We can create our own destiny or our own downfall. It all has to do with the way that we choose to think and see things. Welcome to Uplift Your Life, Nourishment of the Spirit, with your host, Dr. Paula Joyce. Dr. Paula is here with her guest experts to show you just how to change that negative way of thinking and see your world in a positive light. Now, here is Dr. Paula. Welcome to Uplift Your Life, Nourishment of the Spirit. I'm your host, Dr. Paula, the Life Doctor, and I'm grateful to be here with and for you today. You are all part of a global community with fellow listeners in literally every corner of the world. Thank you for being here with and for me and for continuing to spread the word to your friends, relatives, and colleagues. A special note of gratitude goes to our listeners around the world world in Russia, Ireland, and Germany, and in the states of Hawaii, Florida, and Colorado. Welcome and thank you all for your continuing support because you keep tuning in and listening. Uplift Your Life, Nourishment of the Spirit is a top-ranked show here on the Voice America Talk Radio Network, the oldest and most widely listened to online talk radio network. Thank you for listening and making this show success possible. And now for your tip for the week from my ebook, 33 Tips for Self-Empowerment. I wrote this book because when you are self-empowered, you are connected to your limitless higher self, your soul, as you learn to hear the still small voice within over the loud voices of others, you will begin to feel at peace. Because your limitless higher self has direct access to the divine, it is through this connection that miracles occur, like unexpected healing, healthy relationships, and wealth. So please use these tips. My tip for this week is in honor of our topic today, manifest through love. Before you do a manifestation ritual or ask for what you want, remind yourself that love is all there is by saying I allow my mind to be open to the limitless potential of my higher self. And that love connects my higher mind with my conscious mind. This is important to do because even if our conscious mind wants what we are asking for, we all have a lot of contradictory and negative messages playing in the background that are, t- that are telling us that we don't deserve to have what we want. And that's why removing fear is the main focus of my next workshop, Connecting with Your Soul, Moving Beyond Guilt, Shame, and Blame. This will help you release the emotions and thoughts that keep you from actualizing your limitless higher self and living the life you want. 
Here is the absence of love. The two cannot coexist in the same moment. There are actually seven primary fears. Anger, resentment, guilt, mistrust, apathy, denial, and shame. Each of us can choose to stop creating our own hell on earth and start living in joy. It's an internal field feeling that is not determined by external circumstances. By connecting with your soul, you can let go of the negativity in your life and attract what you truly want, including healthy relationships, peace, wealth, and physical health. In this workshop, you will learn how fear keeps us stuck in unhealthy patterns and experiences and begin letting go of harmful thoughts and emotions. See every experience as a blessing. Learn how thoughts and emotions affect aging, DNA, and memory. Learn a five-minute daily technique to increase IQ and emotional well-being. Gain new energy by releasing negativity. Learn strategies to use on your own and leave feeling lighter, happier, and at peace. We'll be at the Center for Spiritual Living in Dallas, Texas, Sunday, May 15th from 2 to 3.30. If you don't live in Dallas, contact me to present this workshop or another one in your area. Choosing to be positive, choosing to think, see, feel, and act in new and healthier ways is the heart of Uplift Your Life Nourishment of the Spirit. We all have choices, but we can't make the best choices for ourselves if we don't know what the options are. This show provides you with new information on health and healing with an emphasis on spirituality and the connection between our thoughts, emotions, and physical and mental health. We can all choose happiness, gratitude, abundance, love, and positivity as we allow ourselves to know the truth of our own experiences and feel the pain of our past or present life and let it go. We open ourselves up to the joy of being fully alive in every moment. We change the energy in our body and literally become younger and healthier, feel lighter and have more energy. We truly know and feel the joy, beauty, and love in our lives. My show helps you do that by providing you with new information, perspectives, and techniques, inspirational stories, and guests who are thought leaders in their field, like our guest today, Marie Jackson, who will talk with us about staying connected to who you are. Last week, we spoke with Sherry Edwards about healing your body with your voice. She was named Scientist of the Year in 2001 for her work developing the field of human bioacoustics, which AT&T calls the medicine of the future. Although it may sound intimidating, Sherry is anything but intimidating. She was absolutely fascinating to talk with. One listener wrote, very cool show. The topic was totally new to me. I loved it. Well, it was totally new to me, too. But Sherry made it easy to understand. She has developed software that she gives away free of charge because she wants everyone to have access to this powerful way of healing the mind, emotions, and body. She has helped people cure many diseases that current-day medicine says cannot be cured, like macular degeneration, multiple sclerosis, headaches, brain trauma, and she has helped others regenerate tissue. 
Some people would say she performs miracles. For Sherry, it's ancient wisdom and knowledge that she has made even more powerful through her software, which diagnoses what you need in order to cure your problem and gives you a printout with the tools to do just that. In addition to curing the body, her software is able to read your voice and tell you about your authentic self. She used me as an example and read my results on the show last week. She shocked me with the accuracy of what she said about me, revealing information that truly no one else knew. The simplicity of the technique is very exciting. Your voice gives away which sounds are missing, thereby allowing you to fix the problem by beginning to use that sound along with a few affirmations. Human bioacoustics is based on the information that Jill Matson shared with us on her March 10th show, which you might want to listen to. In fact, Jill introduced me to Sherry. It's good to know that these two innovators are supporting each other's work. You can download Sherry's free software at soundhealthoptions.com and even start your own business selling it with no money going back to Sherry. She just wants everyone to be self-empowered to heal themselves. To learn more about human bioacoustics, please listen to last week's show with Sherry Edwards by going to my website, paulajoyce.com, and clicking on radio show at the top of the navigation. You can hear this show or any others that you have missed or want to listen to again. That's the beauty of having the shows on demand. You have easy access any time of day or night, allowing you to listen when it fits your schedule or needs. One of our listeners sent me the following email. Because your show has been so helpful to me, I decided to like Dr. Paula Page on Facebook. Now I'm stalking you in a good kind of way so I can learn from you. I save your posts and share them with my nine-year-old son on the weekends. With so much fear, violence, and negativity in the world, I really like sharing your posts with him. I particularly love the messages you write when you share other people's posts. You have such an upbeat perspective. It makes me feel good and helps me teach my son to be positive and kind. Thank you, Diana. Your email warmed my heart. My silver lining story today is a continuation of my water leak saga that started three weeks ago. It has been helping me clear clutter in my home and my emotions. I was taking a much-needed break from the hard labor and strong emotions that I had been releasing when I noticed that a green and old usually referred to as a chameleon, was lying on the outside windowsill in my living room. It was on its back with its feet up in the air as if it didn't have a care in the world. At that moment, I was also lying on my back, only I was on my couch. After a few minutes, it came to the portion of the window right in front of me, stopped for a while, and then raced off toward the south. Although I often see tiny lizards crawling on my window, I have never seen one lying on its back where it could be vulnerable to attack. 
It's always been on its legs, ready to take off in any direction should danger appear. I felt like I was watching a cartoon or maybe the Geico lizard advertisement that always makes me laugh. After all the chaos with the flood, new floors and new carpets, it really did feel good to laugh. A few minutes later, the plumber came to fix the filter, hopefully really fix it this time. He apologized, and I just said I was grateful they came out to fix it so quickly. He patiently answered all of my questions about mold in a way that I understood. I truly felt like the ordeal was over, but I was wrong. By the time I thought to check the filter, it was 510 and the office closed at 5. I called the emergency number, but they didn't call back. I decided to turn off the water so that the leak was contained. There were many silver linings. In addition to the laughter that the chameleon provided and its message from the universe that I really could relax now. I was learning some basic information about mold, how to turn off the water filter, how to change the filter in my shower. I remembered the plumber explaining how to change the shower filter two or three years ago, and it just seemed to compliment complicated. What I realize is that the emotional clutter that I have released has allowed me to think more clearly. What seemed impossible to understand a few years ago was amazingly simple this week. Even though my filter still wasn't working, it was Friday night. I had bought a portable filter that I could use, so there was no panic, no reason to be insistent on getting it fixed immediately. I wasn't even frustrated. I knew eventually they would figure it out. In the meantime, I was learning when I had to be aggressive and when patience was the best option. I tried again in the morning, and we agreed to wait until Monday. Somehow, it just didn't seem urgent anymore. As I thought about my new attitude, I realized that when you grow up with abuse, it's extremely difficult to wait because you're always waiting for something bad to happen, but you don't know when or how. So getting things done quickly alleviates the pain and fear associated with waiting. Healing and releasing that fear allowed me to enjoy my weekend. When they came on Monday, it was a simple error that they were able to correct. To my delight, I felt no anger, no annoyance, no impatience. Instead, we were sharing pleasantries, and I was joking about getting to know them better and how we all make mistakes. If the water leaks, flood, new floors and carpets led me to this place of ease and peace, I can't think of a better blessing. For anger to be replaced with laughter is more than I would have thought possible. Yet here it is, and I didn't have to force it. It was my authentic response. Continuing with this light mood, I want to share this short piece I wrote in April 1999. It all began in Holland. The pig was using his globe when suddenly he slipped into a deep, sleep. The wooden shoe that he was wearing quietly and gently removed itself from his foot. It was time for an adventure. He was tired of only reading about exciting places and spending all day attached to the floor. The pig rarely even walked. He spent all day on that chair reading. After all of these years of patiently waiting for an adventure, the shoe finally decided to take his life into his own hands or feet, 
as the case may be. Let's see, where shall I go? Let me just spin this globe and see where it stops. With that thought, he spun the globe, put his finger on it, and was automatically transported to Iceland. Iceland? Why? Iceland of all places. Maybe if I was going to have an adventure, I should have really taken charge and left less to fate. Oh, well, here I am now, so I'm going to make the most of it. As Pig was finishing that thought, Iceland suddenly looked beautiful. His adventure had begun. The first person he met just happened to speak Dutch and was so grateful to have a companion to talk with about home. As they chatted, the Dutchman took Pig on a sightseeing tour. It happened that Iceland was in the middle of an unusually long hot spell. So all the flowers were in bloom and chatting about the long life that they had been granted this year. Pig and his new friend were discussing the joy of seeing how much their fellow creatures were blossoming in the sunlight when he realized that it was time for his mud bath. But what was he to do in this foreign land? Okay, just breathe. And our guest today, Marie Jackson, knows about stopping to take a breath. After retiring from a business career of 30 years, she began pursuing serious study of her first love, metaphysics and spirituality. Her informal education included books, workshops, retreats, and lectures by well-known current philosophers, theologians, and scientists, as well as classes that included lessons from ancient sages and texts. In 2013, she decided to formalize her education and get a degree. A year later, Marie received her Ministerial Bachelor's of Metaphysical Spirituality from the American Institute of Holistic theology and is currently writing the thesis for her master's degree. She helps her clients manage stress, achieve goals and realize personal power in work relationships and family dynamics by staying connected to their divine spirit reality. Marie's vision is a world free of needless suffering. You're listening to Uplift Your Life, Nourishment of the Spirit. I'm your host, Dr. Paula, the Life Doctor. While listening to the commercials, click on the link to read about and register for my workshop, Connecting with Your Soul, Moving Beyond beyond guilt, shame, and blame, or to schedule one in your area. Then click on store to purchase my ebook, 33 Tips for Self-Empowerment, and go to calendar of events to see your question for today. Stay tuned. We'll be right back with Marie Jackson to talk about staying connected to who you are. For a fresh perspective, from leadership development to team building and re-imaging your mission, Dr. Paula has game-changing speeches and presentations crafted just for you. She has helped leading experts solve their key challenges and can help you too, while reducing stress and increasing your profitability. With Dr. Paula, you will find common ground in innovative solutions. Start now with a free consultation. Call Dr. Paula, the Life Doctor, today at 214-208-3533 or visit paulajoyce.com. Be the best that you can be. Dr. Paula invites you to meet with her for a one-of-a-kind breakthrough coaching session. 
Dissolve hidden barriers to your goals, solve your most challenging problems, and unleash your inner power. Visit PaulaJoyce.com or call Dr. Paula, the Life Doctor, at 214-208-3533 to find out more and to schedule your free consultation. Whether it's individual or group, business or personal, attain success with ease. Mention that you heard this on Uplift Your Life and receive 10% off your first service. Call 214-208-3533 or visit PaulaJoyce.com today. listening to uplift your life nourishment of the spirit with dr paula joyce to reach the show today please call 1-866-472-5795 that's 1-866-472-5795 you may also send an email to dr paula joyce at gmail.com that's dr paula joyce at gmail.com now back to uplift your life nourishment of the spirit I'm your host, Dr. Paula, the Life Doctor, and if you're just tuning in, you're listening to Uplift Your Life, Nourishment of the Spirit. I always appreciate hearing from you, my listeners, and as a top-ranked show, when you choose to advertise with me, you reach hundreds of thousands of people. If this interests you, please call 1-866-472-5795 or send an email to drpaulajoyce at gmail.com. Since we are not live today, we will not be able to answer any questions on the air. I hope you wrote down that you agree with Wayne Dyer that our authentic nature is creative, kind, loving, beautiful, receptive, expansive, and abundant. I'm so pleased to welcome Marie Jackson, who will be talking with us about staying connected to who you are, which is these very things that Wayne Dyer talked about. Welcome, Marie. Thank you, Dr. Paula. It's so nice to be with you. Well, it's a pleasure to have you, and it's been a pleasure getting to know you. I was wondering if you would repeat what you said to me during the break uh, about what you noticed in the segment I read. Um, One of the things that I find to be so uh, important in everyone's life, I believe, and and certainly important in what I teach and how I coach is gratitude. When we are grateful and appreciative for whatever our circumstances are, we literally tell the universe, I'm so glad that you have given me what you gave me. Please give me more. That's the key to the abundance that Wayne Dyer is talking about. Gratitude drives abundance. And when you were talking about your dilemma with the flooding uh, in your home, You must have used the word grateful or gratitude about five times. I thought it was so lovely because no matter what was going on, you found what the blessing was in it. You had the blessing that someone was there to help you. You had that wonderful filter. It might have happened once before and then it happened again, but at least you had the wherewithal. You had a telephone to make a phone call. You had people showing up on Monday. It was all this gratitude-driven energy that you had. And when I was listening to you, I I couldn't help but think how grateful we all are in the developed countries and when we really think about it, because one out of eight people on this planet, one out of eight children on this planet does not have clean water. 
we, we play in this stuff in the summertime. 40% of people on this planet don't have indoor plumbing. So the very fact that we have these things that make our lives easier, that, that give us health and because our, our water is clean and it's healthy, we don't have to worry about diseases, is a reason to be grateful. And even though we have our little glitches where something falls down or it doesn't work or something leaks, we have the resources to fix it and then get us back into this healthy place again. Every, it's just all gratitude driven. And, and, and I love that you used, you literally used the word grateful over and over. I love that. It's all about it's all about the gratitude, Paula. Uh, well, I I have learned that, and I really appreciate your mentioning it for two reasons. One is that as an old English teacher, that's how I started my um, my career, and I'm very sensitive to writing, and I'm very careful about not overusing certain words, and I missed it completely that I had used that word. Gratefully, I missed it because... <laughs> well, I, I, think it's, I think it's a tribute. Um, it, gratitude, appreciation, uh, I don't think they can be overused. Can they be overused? I think, uh, I think if it's an important part of your life, um, maybe in writing, I agree with you, you know, we have to be careful about repetition and on and on. But I think when, we, when it's such an important part of our lives, it just becomes a natural part of our expression. I, exactly, and and that's the thing that I actually appreciated so much about what you pointed out to me, is because there was a point in my life where all I could see was what was wrong, and what I didn't have, and how awful everything was, and I have completely turned that around, where I can see the positive and the gratitude and everything. And it's such a better way to live. <laughs> it is a better way to live. One of the things that I that I work with my clients about, they'll say something like, well, you know, I had this obstacle on my path and on and on. And one of the things I always emphasize is obstacles are not on your path. Obstacles are your path. And if we see it as something, what is this obstacle teaching me? What is this obstacle helping me to develop? And in your case, it was developing patience and understanding and gratitude and forgiveness for all the things that were working and were not working. That's a skill to develop. And it comes when we're facing obstacles one way or the other that we define as an obstacle. When we really look at it, it was a gift because it developed something in us that we needed to develop or it healed something or it helped us to address something that we needed to address. I absolutely, and I remember growing up with Leave It to Beaver. So, I'm <laughs> so did I. <laughs> so did I. June Cleaver with her beautiful pearls and high heels. I mean, who does vacuuming with pearls and high heels? But go on, please. <laughs> Leave It to Beaver, of course. It, of course. it was a period of time, yes. And an image that was totally unrealistic, but living in such an unhappy family and with so much. Um, negativity. I thought that's what everybody's life was, and you could solve all your problems in half an hour, and everybody would be happy. Right. And, and so, and I don't think I'm the only one who has that misconception that, like you say, your clients who say, you know, there are all these obstacles. It's 
whether we see the obstacle or an opportunity or a challenge in, and, exactly. and how we see it makes all the difference. Absolutely. I grew up with Leave it to Beaver as well. And what I kept thinking is that there must be something wrong with my family or something mm-hmm. wrong with me if that's the way it's supposed to be and everything was everybody was so happy all the time and everything was so smooth all the time. That just wasn't what was real. And uh, getting to know what was real was really, uh, was I think, the benefit. But that took a long time to develop, I think. It took me a long time to really get that. Did it take you a long time to get that? Uh, absolutely. Mm-hmm. Talk about uh, most of my life until very recently. And it, it, it is. It's first you have to become aware that, no, you know, I've got the wrong ideas here. And then once you have that awareness, then you be, can begin slowly to make the changes that allow the gratitude to just be natural and not forced. It's, that's a, that's, that is um, lifelong work, though, I think, because we, especially today, we're always faced with what our outer world tells us should be driving our inner world happiness and our well-being. And it's really supposed to be the other way around. We're supposed to be working from the spirit of who we are to perceive and understand our outer world rather than the other way around. Usually, we would look at our outer world and say, I'm supposed to be like that because I'm not, then I must be less than or not worthy of whatever it is that we're trying to go for. Like your workshop is talking about moving beyond guilt and shame and blame. And that's what we put on ourselves when we think that whatever is happening in the outer world is what's correct and real and right. And that's not always the case. Uh, actually, it's rarely the case. It should be the other way around. Our inner world needs to be driving our outer world, not our outer world determining the worth of our inner world. And how do we do that? Because everywhere we turn, there's this pull to the outer world. And how do we stay, as you talk about, connected to who you are, to that inner world, to the creative, kind, loving, beautiful, receptive, expansive, and abundant real you? That's the real you. And when we understand that, Everything that is uh, in creation, everything that is alive, everything that was once alive and is no longer alive as we know it, had that um, had all of those seven qualities that you're talking about. Those seven qualities uh, I use a lot in the work that I do because they come from Wayne, Dyer, Wayne Dyer's book, The Power of Intention. There is an intention behind our existence. There is an intention behind making grass grow. There's an intention in being human. If, if I have a pumpkin seed, I like to use this example, if I have a pumpkin seed and I put a pumpkin seed in the ground, everything that a pumpkin needs to be a pumpkin is in that seed. If I put that seed in the ground and I add some soil and nutrients and water and sunlight, that pumpkin will turn into a pumpkin. It's not going to turn into a watermelon because it's not intended to be a watermelon. The intention of being human is to be creative. That's who we are. We are naturally creative and kind. If we weren't kind, we wouldn't be able to live with each other. Now, there is an argument to be made about people who do not live with kindness, and that's why we have conflicts and wars around the world. But in the grand trajectory of humanity, kindness always wins. If we were not naturally kind, 
we wouldn't be able to live with each other. We would have annihilated each other a long time ago. So on the grand balance, kindness wins. We are naturally creative and kind and loving. You can look at the stars and see the beauty of the universe. You can see the beauty in a newborn baby. That is who we are. When we are faced with a situation that gives us a feeling where we can't be creative or we can't be kind, where we have to be, where we have to confine ourselves, or we have to choose our words, or we have to defend ourselves. What all those things feel so terrible because they're not natural to us. If we stay with the naturalness of who we are, who we naturally are, allowing the creativity and the freedom to be kind and the freedom to be loving and the freedom to expand, when we allow that, we allow ourselves to be fully human. So if we're faced with a situation that says, oh, I have to choose my words here. Oh, I don't feel very loved here. I don't feel safe here. Someone else is doing something and I am responding with shame. I'm responding with guilt. I am responding with blame. I'm responding with resentment. All those things are terrible because they're, they're separations separating us from who we are. And uh, there's... What's coming into my mind is that if you grew up with those feelings, if that's your fallback because of the environment you grew up in, how do you even know that those are not authentic to you because it's what you've always known? Well, it's difficult to know it when you're a little kid, and it's it's difficult to know, like, in, when we're looking at our set point, you know, how we are born, what, what are the conditions that we're born into, and as our conditions change. But as we grow into our adult years, we know when we feel terrible about something, we know what that abuse feels like, we know what it's like to live in fear. And that is the obstacle, that's the, if we can use the word, the gift or the impetus to search, to find, to look. Seek out the teachers, seek out the books, find the workshops. What I'm feeling is not right. It's not right that I should be this unhappy. It's not normal that I should be ashamed. It's not normal that I should feel resentment all the time. It starts with pain. When we feel the pain, we are compelled to find a solution to the pain. We are compelled to find an end to our own suffering. And it's that, I'm here, can you hear me now? We are yeah. compelled to find, we're compelled to find our own solutions to our own suffering. We are compelled to find an end to our own pain. Pain is the impetus. The pain tells us something is not right here. Something is wrong here. I need to find a solution for this pain. And that's when we seek out the right teachers. That's when we seek out the right books, the right therapists, the right coaches. We seek out people like you. We seek out workshops like what you offer. We seek out your radio show because that first 20 minutes of your radio show, you give real substantial guidance and real substantial tools for us to use to make our lives better. Having said all that, none of this is easy. First, what we need to do is be aware, as you mentioned in your first segment, and once we are aware, we seek out the tools. The tools inform us, but it's practice that gets us out of the pain. That early imprinting is really difficult to overcome. Being aware of it, letting go of it, forgiving it, finding ways to see our past differently becomes the path for living a healthy whole life. It comes with work and it comes with practice. And 
I, I think that's beautifully articulated. And what I would add is also patience for oneself in the change process because it is long and um, and challenging. It's long. It's long. It's challenging. So it begins with self compassion. One of the things that I have on my uh, on my website is 16 things I wish I knew at 16. <laughs> and <laughs> I think the last one, I think the 16th one is we're all doing the best we can. And when we realize that we're doing the best we can, the people who had abused us were working from what they knew as misguided as it was. As ill-conceived as it was, and as painful as it was, had they known better, they might have done better. But in any case, we all do the best we can with what we know at that time. And what we know now is that we can find a different way to see our beginnings. We can find a different way to forgive the people who had abused us in the beginning. We can find a way to put distance between the toxic relationships and our own thoughts. We can find ways to change the early imprinting by changing the neural transmission that we create for ourselves, the affirmations that you were talking about. I'm a firm believer in prayer. Prayer changes the way we see things. And when we change the way we see things, this is another Wayne Dyer quote, change the way you look at things and the things you look at change. And when that change comes about in our lives, we can change our behavior. We change our point of attraction. It's all about attraction and vibration. We can change the way we see things so that we see things in a way of gratitude. What did I learn? What did I overcome? How strong am I now? What is my trajectory? Where am I heading with this positive outlook about who I am? M. I love what you're saying, and I look forward to continuing this when we come back from break. I'm your host, Dr. Paula, the Life Doctor, and you're listening to Uplift Your Life, Nourishment of the Spirit. While you're listening to the commercials, click on the link to sign up for my newsletter. You'll receive the free chapter on my ultimate creative problem solving from my best-selling book, which will help you release hidden fears and blockages to hearing your soul, your true self, your inner wisdom, healing at deep levels and getting what you truly want in life. This process came to me in that space that Robert Moss talked about between sleeping and waking. It continues to be a gift that helps my clients heal more profoundly and at a more rapid rate than would normally be expected. Now on your paper, write down how you will stay connected to the spiritual part of yourself. Stay tuned. We'll be right back with Marie Jackson to talk more about staying connected to who you are. Time for a fresh perspective from leadership development to team building and re-imaging your mission. Dr. Paula has game-changing speeches and presentations crafted just for you. She has helped leading experts solve their key challenges and can help you too, while reducing stress and increasing your profitability. With Dr. Paula, you will find common ground in innovative solutions. Start now with a free consultation. Call Dr. Paula, the Life Doctor, today at 214-208-3533 or visit paulajoyce.com. Be the best that you can be. Dr. Paula invites you to meet with her for a -a one-of-a-kind breakthrough coaching session. 
Dissolve hidden barriers to your goals, solve your most challenging problems, and unleash your inner power. Visit PaulaJoyce.com or call Dr. Paula, the Life Doctor, at 214-208-3533 to find out more and to schedule your free consultation. Whether it's individual or group, business or personal, attain success with ease. Mention that you heard this on Uplift Your Life and receive 10% off your first service. Call 214-208-3533 or visit PaulaJoyce.com today. are listening to uplift your life nourishment of the spirit with dr paula joyce to reach the show today please call 1-866-472-5795 that's 1-866-472-5795 you may also send an email to dr paula joyce at gmail.com that's dr paula joyce at gmail.com now back to uplift your life nourishment of the spirit If you're just tuning in, I'm your host, Dr. Paula, the Life Doctor. Welcome back to Lift Your Life, Nourishment of the Spirit. I hope you wrote down how you're going to stay connected to the spiritual part of yourself. And I'm so glad we're here with Marie Jackson talking about this very topic. Marie, welcome back to the last segment of our show. This is is absolutely fascinating to me. And uh, what I was wondering is if we could take maybe the idea of being creative and talk about what that means. Well, every relationship that we are in is an opportunity to create. If, if we weren't created, we wouldn't be here. Because we are part of the creativity that, that makes everything, we are part of the, creati- the creative force of the universe. And what we have to do, in my view, is see every opportunity as um, every encounter, every relationship, every work environment as an opportunity to create, even if we're not able to create what we're what we intend. And by that I mean, if I am a, naturally a musician, My intention is to create music, play music, dance with music, maybe sing, play an instrument. That is my musical intention. But every opportunity that we are in, we bring a vibrational value to that uh, environment. If I'm going to a convenience store and I'm going to pick up a cup of coffee, I have an opportunity to create in that environment a loving situation. I can smile to the cashier. I can make some small talk, some gentle small talk to a child. I can maybe let someone who's in a hurry go ahead of me at the deli counter. That is creating an opportunity to be loving, to be who I am, to be kind, to find beauty in things. So even though my creativity might be in one direction, I don't have to look just for that opportunity for my for whatever my artistic ability is, for example, or my writing ability. If I'm riding a bus, if I'm standing in line at the bank, I can still be creative even if I'm not in a position to, uh, to exercise that particular gift that I might have. I'm always creating. My conversation with you is a creation. My conversation with whoever it is that I'm going to be speaking with at the end of our show is, a, is an opportunity to create. 
You know, it, it's interesting that you say that. What went to my into my mind was some of the things I've been seeing on Facebook, and somebody, you know, as uh, those of us who like dance may watch things like Dancing with the Stars, which is all choreographed and practiced to, um, you know, so that it looks perfect or right. the best perfect that they can do and somebody put up a a dance performance for a world dance performance from the 1990s and or from way even before that I'm sorry I forget the exact date but they were saying this is how it used to be where you just danced freestyle and you were judged based upon the quality of the performance but part of that is also being in the moment the creativity and knowing what you're doing and putting it together in the moment. And I dance Argentine tango as a social dance, not as performance the way it's done on Dancing with the Stars. And that's how we dance. You create it in the moment. And it, uh, what I learned was that it was practice for me to focus on the moment and to stay present with myself and my partner and the music and not to let my mind get distracted but to be able to create in the moment it it's not it sounds easy and it's extremely difficult to really be present in that moment at that second it's not you're absolutely right but it comes with practice doesn't it when we when we recognize that this is the gift that I'm that I'm about to share, this is what I want to create with another person. We're always co-creating, no matter what the situation is. We are co-creating with other individuals. When we stay in the moment, you're absolutely right. It's important that you stay with the gift and with the sharing. I would go and even a step even further. Years ago, I sang in a uh, in a barbershop quartet. I sang in a barbershop chorus and in a barbershop quartet. And it was great fun if we stayed in the moment and we brought this beautiful harmony of four women's voices coming together, making this beautiful sound. Having said that, I had been in other relationships and with with other uh, people who were in the same kind of situation and they were singing with their quartets and so on, but there was such strife between them because the competition was so great. They were putting pressure on each other. If they didn't place well in the contest, they would begin to blame each other. Well, the bass fell out here, or the baritone didn't fill in enough there. So while they were creating music, they were also creating strife. And it's that strife that can take us down. It's That's the kind of thing that we need to recognize that takes us out of our naturalness, our natural spirit of creativity. If I'm creating music, but I'm also creating strife, the strife is what is going to undermine the environment. So my creativity is taking me to a place where I need to exercise who I am and pay attention in the moment to the totality of the creation. Not just I'm making beautiful music. How am I making that beautiful music? Am I making it by cooperating and being kind? Am I being beautiful to the person sitting next to me? Am I able to appreciate what she is bringing to the sound as well? That's part of the creativity. That's staying connected to the spirit of who you are. 
I love what you're saying. And one of the rules in Argentine tango is that when you're on the dance floor, you are not allowed to say anything critical or negative to your partner. That's lovely. That's lovely. That's lovely. Am I am I correct then the tango that part of the tango is that you're supposed to keep your hearts connected? Yes, when you dance the authentic way, yes, you're connecting through the heart. And so it's really a beautiful um, a way to learn to trust to um, and and to connect with people in profound ways. And it's a moment on the dance floor and then, you know, it's done. And it's not about um, finding your life partner because it's a different kind of heart connection. It's a heart connection that connects you in that moment through the dance and through the music. But I found that it was a wonderful way for me to learn how to do that because I hadn't learned in my life and to learn how to trust and be present. When we look at people uh, dancing the tango, when we look at anybody hugging another person, that's what we do. We put our hearts together. And love is one of the one of the seven faces that, that Wayne Dyer talks about. Love is one of the most important characteristics, those seven faces of intention that we talked about. Creativity, kindness, love. Beauty, expansion, abundance, and receptivity, that love is what connects us. When you look at pictures of, of somebody holding a baby, we put the baby to our heart. When we're holding each other, we're holding our hearts together. When we, when we are comforting a friend, we turn our heart toward that friend. It's all about the love. It's all about love and connectivity. Uh, exactly. And, and we're often afraid of love because we're afraid of being hurt. And we don't see the full picture of what love is. I think it's in, in the prophet, you might remember that, uh, that if you pull yourself from love's thrashing floor, you will laugh, but not all of your laughter and cry, but not all of your tears. We need to stay open to the totality of love. And even though it's possible that we might get hurt, it's the kind of hurt that takes us to a higher level. It takes us to a higher level of getting broader. We, we understand the wound, and then we are capable. We're, we develop resilience, and we're able to grow so that we can love that much more deeply the next time. Exactly. It, it, it is not what happens. It's how we respond to it, how we use it. And any kind of adversity we can use to grow or to go into a negative reaction. And it doesn't mean that it's there isn't pain involved in life. But, you know, it's like saying, well, I don't want to ski because I might hurt myself. Exactly. Now, everything is a risk. And, the, and so learning to risk in the most important ways right. is important in life. Well, there's a dis- there's a difference. I, I always teach people that that I work with that there's a difference between a risk and a gamble. A gamble is just throwing everything up in the air and seeing what lands. A risk is learning from yourself that uh, you do have the ability to trust. You can discern. 
you have learned from uh, from past experiences what you're able to do, what you're not able to do. And when you pull all of that together and you look with with deep understanding to the person or the situation that you're getting in and you are weighing everything and, uh, and evaluating your feelings as you weigh everything, this person has a good reputation. I have seen this person working before. I know whatever it is that's going on, I can overcome it if things go wrong. I am able to take a risk here. We're not gambling at all. It's a calculated, understood risk that stretches us so that we can, that we can allow ourselves to the, the courage to overcome whatever it is that the adversity is that we might be facing. But it makes us stronger because we say, I'm not so sure about this, but you know what? I trust myself. I trust myself to heal after this. I think I can do this. And then we take that shot. And there really are no mistakes or it's a matter of growing and learning and becoming more of who we really are, more of as, as we were talking about here, as we recover and grow, we become more loving, we become more creative and so on. Um, Beautifully beautifully said Marie I we could talk for a long time and, um, and and we are we are at the end of this portion so I want to thank you so much and tell people that they can learn more about you and reach you through mariejackson.net thank you Marie and I'm going to turn to my audience, and I'd like to thank you for joining us for Uplift Your Life, Nourishment of the Spirit. If you enjoyed today's show, please click on the link to like us on Facebook. Then click on the link to my store to purchase my books. Then learn about my services, including coaching, speaking, energy healing, past life regressions, or to sponsor one of my experiential workshops, such as Overcoming Abuse Through self-empowerment, 21 steps for healing the body, energy healing, the OM awakening, and the ultimate creative problem-solving process. And if you mention this show, you get a 10% new client discount on my coaching, which I do in person, over Skype, or on the phone. When you work with me, you get support, guidance, and healing from the spiritual realm. The Archangel's Angels and guides of a high and positive spiritual nature work through me and directly with my clients. My process connects your mind, body, and soul, resulting in faster progress and profound healing emotionally, mentally, and physically. Click on the link to register for my next workshop, Connecting with Your Soul, Moving Beyond Guilt, Shame, and Blame. Then go to the calendar of events and press click here to send me an email. If you have a question about a difficulty in your own life, an inspirational story to share, or a success to celebrate, please leave a phone message at 214-736-4460 or send an email to drpaulajoyce at gmail.com. I want to hear from you. Please join us next Thursday when Kara Bradley will talk with us about how to be fully alive in every moment. This is Dr. Polly, your CM or chosen mom as designated by Bernie Siegel. Remember, you are loved. Just let 
that feeling wash over you and through you. Have a blessed week. Thank you for tuning in to Uplift Your Life, Nourishment of the Spirit. Please join Dr. Paula Joyce and her guest experts next Thursday at 8 a.m. Pacific Time, 11 a.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America 7th Wave Channel. Until then, have a positive week. Thanks again for listening to the preceding program brought to you on the 7th Wave Network. For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit 7thWaveNetwork.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the preceding program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management.